0: The development environment is one of the most personal things to a developer. Everything has to be correct or you're going to lose focus and lose productivity. So I was very interested in learning about the GitHub Codespaces story because I have been a skeptic of cloud development in the past. And people have always argued that cloud development is the future and it hasn't come. But GitHub moved their entire engineering team onto cloud Development exclusively, and that was a fantastic and bold decision and I really enjoyed this story from Corey Wilkerson, who was involved in that process
1: so you said something interesting about the preciousness of our development environments, and I'm with you that we've commoditized the servers, but we definitely have not commoditized dev because it's so it's so intricate, it's so set up sometimes it's like there be dragons, please don't touch my laptop, right because it works right now, but I'm not sure if it's going to work tomorrow. I do hate that. I think it's like almost a different skill set of like maintaining that. I mean, there's there's overlap between development and like the maintenance of a development environment in terms of things that you need to learn, but there, it's almost a different task altogether. So I don't like that about it, but it's still very true that our development environments are precious to us and they're tweaked and configured and customized and all the things. So I'm sure... There was probably lots of resistance to this um we talk about our setup you know we have probably tens of thousands of lines of code and very very few dependencies in our stack but github is 14 years old and there's millions mm-hmm. uh, a million plus commits and i'm sure the dependency list is very long what kind of effort was this and tell us the story of like bringing it along
2: it is these are these are these are all very 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 true points yeah you know, the last thing I wanted to do was you know, kind of be the vessel that went out to GitHub and said, "Like, I want to change your development environment, <laughs> right?" Like, because these things are like so precious, right? Like, yeah. we, and, like I'm an engineer too, right? Like, I like I think my environment is very, very much precious, right? And here I was, you know, kind of the face in GitHub of saying, "Like, well, we we think we have a better way. Come join us over here." Uh, and you know, I couldn't have done. I started off on this journey as a skeptic, right? And I was, I think, I shared some of this too. It's just like it wasn't. I didn't think that. Um, you know, I didn't think this would be a fruitful journey necessarily, right? I was just going to go do my level best as an employee, see if I can make it happen, build momentum, et cetera, and see if I could find something out there. Uh, and now on the other side of this journey, you know, I feel like I'm you know, I'm completely on the the other end now where I'm just like, this is the future, right? This is the way that we will absolutely kind of build software. But, you know, going back into the 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 core of the story, like it was literally just me out there calling on my friends to begin with inside of GitHub. I've been there for five years, Right. Uh and you know the first few users were just me tapping into relationships saying, like, hey, can you give this thing a shot? Can you try this out? Like, I want to I want to get your kind of feedback and feelings about you know where this is at. And no one could yet use it on our core repository. We call it GitHub GitHub, right? The organization's GitHub, the repository's GitHub. We didn't have this thing standing up in, in a code space yet, but we had other repositories that were compatible with code spaces. And so I'd go out and ask, you know, favors of friends, right? And just be like, Can you try this out and give me some feedback? And generally, the feedback I would get back was, you we know, have first resistance, like, why would I do this? Like, it's just going to, it's productivity loss, it's tax on productivity, I don't trust HTTP, there's going to be lag, like, you know, that kind of feedback. But then people would try it, and they'd come back and be like, huh, like, that was maybe better than I thought, right? So that gave me some sort of like, And I was at the same time, kind of, as I hacked in the space too, I was starting to get some of that, like, oh, well, there's some something here, right? I think the big aha moment for me was, uh, connecting VS Code into my code space out in the cloud and still retaining that kind of local development experience, right? So it felt to me like it was still very local. Like, And the the, the kind of magic is the, the synchronization that's happening between the local environment and the cloud feels totally transparent. But that aside, you know, it started with just a, a very uh, small number of users. And so, you know, we would go back to leadership and GitHub and talk about the progress we were making. And, you know, the, the early days, the story was, yeah, I have five people that, you know, have responded uh, positively to code spaces, right? So, so not much of a story, but like, you know, starting to kind of make a little bit of progress and then maybe it was 10 people. Uh, and then, you know, the next kind of like iteration on this was like, well, let's go find a team, right? Like, let's get a full team in spaces. Like, how can we get a single team? So six to eight people, right? Uh, committed to using Codespaces and like stick stick in this thing. And at this point, we had had this kind of other effort running on the side to get GitHub, GitHub, the core GitHub.com repository compatible with Codespaces. And we'd gotten it to a point, we, we detail how we did this in a blog post, but we'd gotten it to a point where performance was mostly acceptable. And so now we could go shop this with a team that worked primarily on GitHub.com and see kind of what their experience was. But I think, and we're making progress there. So we're ramping in. I think y'all have talked to Kyle Daigle in the past. Kyle, Kyle was um, the leader of that effort that that kind of got this team spun up inside of Code Spaces on GitHub Core. And again, it was you know somewhat retentive. Like people were sticking and going like, "Wow, this is not what I thought. Right? It's better than maybe what I thought." Mm-hmm. But I think the real kind of breakthrough moment came when uh, we stopped calling this dog fooding, right? Like the, you hear this term all the time, like dog food. I think it actually originated. I, I looked up on. Wikipedia, like I think the term originated inside of Microsoft um, hmm. a number of years All ago. Right. But uh, GitHubers, my colleagues, just did, don't, don't, don't respond well to that term, right? Like dogfooding isn't really kind of like, doesn't inspire anyone to go do anything, right? Just like eat the dog food and like, who like who feels good about that. And so what we did was we launched what we call the GitHub Computer Club. And I would love to like dedicate a full episode to this. It's like a really interesting concept and something I hope to, uh, to bring out the, to the industry. But we asked people to join the GitHub Computer Club. Uh, and in doing so, right, they took this commitment or oath, right? They basically like, and they, I wrote up this like script, right? So like I do solemnly swear to never, no shadow compute, no desktop compute. I'll join this thing and forever, you know, be a member of the elite exclusive GitHub Computer Club. And we made a bunch of noise about that. it. Yeah, people loved it. <laughs> That's so like, cool. People straight up were just like, this is great. Let me in. I want a membership card, right? And in doing so, like we had to give them something in return. So they would join the Computer Club. But we offered to, you know, our exclusive quote unquote members, uh, what we call the concierge team. And this team was built to kind of support their productivity and success inside of Code Spaces. So the second these people hit friction, you know, one of the, one of the requirements of entering the computer club was that you had to kind of raise your hand. Like you couldn't just disappear and go back to local desktop. Like you had to raise your hand, you know, vir- virtually raise your hand and say, "I'm about to opt out of this because like Code Spaces can't keep my business right now." And the concierge team that we had built would like a swoop in, right, like respond to like what's going on here, like let's dig into it. Why can't we keep your business in Code Spaces? And we continued to play that model back and forth between Computer Club and concierge team, right, until we had built the product and built enough momentum inside of GitHub that like we, you know, one day we kind of looked around and we were like, "Whoa, we have hundreds of people." Developing GitHub.com and GitHub Codespaces, and I think the real story there is just like you know commitment to make it happen, right? Like we wanted to be successful with this and not just go talk about it in the market, but actually show that like like this is this is a better tool mm. uh, for us. And that the you know the computer club is still going strong. People are demanding that I give them like satin and denim jackets. Um, I'll get around to that at some point.
1: Well, I hate to break it to you, Corey, but GCC is already taken as an acronym, so. You've got a namespace yeah. conflict on that one.
2: Yeah. I, well, maybe the code space is Computer Club,
3: so <laughs> we can go with yeah, GCCC. There you go. That's all the C's. I, I like this aspect because you treat this like a customer scenario. Like you built a product and you have to retain customers. And you're actually exercising a great principle for anybody building a product, which is talk to your users. And, yeah. you know, and when they have trouble, you know, swoop in as you had said and understand those problems and be committed to fixing them, and I think that's like a a great way, a great story for how Code Spaces became powerful inside of GitHub because that's exactly how you build a product. Not just let's just try this thing and hopefully our internal team adopts it by force. As you had said, you know you you know you wanted to go along with your employee card and be able to see if Code Spaces could work, and at the other end you became a believer. But you're not forcing GitHub engineers to use it you're asking them to try it in this case the computer club with the oath and then as you said you look up and you see hundreds now
2: and i think that's right Uh, like the the position was like like no fiat like we didn't want to lead with like you have to do this like that's the absolute wrong way to get adoption in your product right and like we wanted to literally win the business of our colleagues right so like we wanted to build Uh, Such a fantastic experience in Code Spaces that people would choose it, right? And yeah, I I think the computer club probably kind of boosted adoption a little bit, no no doubt about it. But like, what made that work? You gotta use some emotion
3: in there. You gotta gotta put emotion in there. Yeah, exactly. You gotta have a soul.
2: It needed some soul behind it, right? That that was the idea. And like the fact that we did respond to this, like we actually did win business. Like when things didn't go well, and when people wanted to opt out, they could, you know, they would for a week or whatever. But the goal was like, how do we? Get them back in here, kind of remove whatever that impediment is, and get them, you know, productive in, in code spaces again.
1: So, what happens if you take the oath and you go back? Do you just do you chop off a finger, or what's the yeah? What's the penalty?
2: <laughs> well, you know, uh, we we leave that intentionally vague, right? So people can assume the worst. No, no, I, I I don't know that we've had you know any real regression there just yet, which is good. Code spaces is super. Retentive. I think we have people, you know, from time to time use local desktop. I had a a colleague, this is actually, I think in the blog post, maybe uh, a colleague of mine uh, reported the other day, she said, um, I was using local development, my environment broke. So I opted in the code space or I switched it over to code spaces. And she was like, I actually shipped my task in my code space before my local development environment rebuilt. And that was just like, I think everyone was like, wow, that is such a good, good story. And so true It's like kind of the experience we're all having right now with. With Spaces, we talk about it again in the blog post, you click a button, the environment's live, right? So like for every new engineer that joins GitHub, you know, I think they all are probably fairly spoiled at this point. Because like day one, they click a button and they're able to run that environment, like the entire GitHub.com environment. It's just been like really incredible to watch.
3: So Corey, the way you've explained the flow of this GitHub Computer Club seems a little smooth. I, I got to imagine you hit some friction can you share some of the struggle that you hit some opposing forces in the process of rolling this out?
2: Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's basically started with like a bunch of no, like honestly, like kind of throughout GitHub. I think, I think people had seen previous iterations of code spaces. We announced it, I think in May of 2020, right. At GitHub satellite. Yeah, I
3: saw the and, first tweet I saw about it was Kelsey Hightowers, actually.
2: Okay. So yeah, twenty it's been out there for a while. Right. And like, I think when people first tried to use it inside of GitHub, there was a, a bit of friction, right? Didn't work for them. Uh, and I think, you know, first impressions can sometimes be lasting impressions. Uh, and so when I went out there and I was just like, use this thing, it's great, it's really evolved, right? Like we feel like pretty proud of it. Like it was just a bunch of kind of no uh, left and right. And so then it became like, how are we gonna build this business? And yes, the computer club was a big boost and the concierge team certainly was just like a huge, probably the most kind of high leverage kind of practice we, we discovered along the way. But a lot of this was just like startup style practices. Like we're building a business inside of GitHub. And, and I think that's maybe useful context for anyone that's looking for um, trying to build adoption of their their own products in-house, right? Like you've got to think of this sometimes as like, this is your own business. How are you going to build it inside of GitHub? And when, what is a very kind of stubborn audience? Like we're, I'm a developer. I can say that. Like we're somewhat stubborn. We find our, you know, we find the tools that work well for us. And if someone comes and says, I want to change those, yeah. your, your response is going to be, don't.
3: Don't touch my local dev environment, Corey. Yeah,
2: yeah and I, yeah, we'll get to this in a second. One of the great parts about Code Spaces is, is that we just commoditized like the commute. Or sorry, the compute part of this, right? Like the environment is now running somewhere else, but like dot files, VS Code settings sync, VS Code extensions, right? We bring those all to the environment, right? So you don't lose your kind of like curated workbench, right? If you've got a dot files repo set up on GitHub right now, we bring that into the compute environment and kind of like you know uh, the bring your environment and kind of your personality, your expression of yourself captured in code into that environment would bring your workbench out to out your compute, which I think is just like a really nice touch, right? So you get this like, you get the, the the sort of unburdened compute out here running in the cloud. So you freed up your local machine, but you can still bring your preferences into that environment. So I, I digress going back to kind of building the business a little bit. You know, it felt like startup tactics, right? So we had the concierge team, we had a computer club, we had effectively like, I would say guerrilla marketing. (laughs) Like we were out on Slack kind of every day looking for opportunities to say like, have you tried Codespaces, right? So uh, people were receiving, you know, M1 Macs, right? Like M1 architecture Macs. And like the GitHub GitHub build just would not yet work, right? We had not put in the investment to make this, the the GitHub GitHub build on run on an M1 Mac. And so we'd say, hey, have you tried a Codespace yet? And people would be like, well, I guess I'll try. That feels like my only path right now. And they'd click a button. They'd come back an hour later or a day later and just be like, what in the heck? Like, this is incredible. How, like, how is this even possible? <laughs> and those people, you just win for life. Like, they're just like, end now. And like, that's their their kind of like full mode of operating. So that was the kind of guerrilla marketing angle. We did pairing sessions. Like, So we were up in front of everyone all the time saying, if you want to get started, like, here we are. Like, we're going to hold your hand through this. And show show you the ropes, right? Like show you how we're doing. Kind of social proof, I think, was just really uh, valuable there. All hands would get in front of the entire company and demo the thing and be like, look at this. It's incredible. You just try to build hype, right? Connected with the right people. So, you know, I am kind of maybe loathe to call them influencers, but, you know, the people inside of GitHub that, you know, every engineer look up to, right? Like they look up to them and say like, this is the person that, you know, I want, like I aspire to be at some point you know, we converted them, like we won their business and they're kind of like the trendsetters and, and, and tastemakers uh, internally. And then really it boiled down to kind of like, I think, ruthless prioritization, right? So we listened to our users. What do you need? And we demonstrated that we could follow through on those things, right? For some reason, someone was trying to run some, you know, arcane karma test somewhere that wasn't uh, executing for them. It's just like, all right, great. Let's figure out how to make sure that works in this environment. Like that kind of thing, you know, even small tasks like that were important and, and kind of building... Uh, momentum and then I'll say it again one day we just looked up and we'd gone from a bunch of no uh, to a bunch of super fans inside of GitHub like we have cheerleaders like if you go out and look on Twitter right now the day after we kind of announced code Codespaces uh, to the world uh, there were just like GitHubers were out there very enthusiastic about the thing uh, and it was a very genuine response like we didn't ask anyone to go do that people are just that enthused about what we felt
3: yeah. I saw a tweet from Kelsey Hightower again I'll mention Kelsey I don't know if this tweet was actually towards Code Spaces or the announcement, but the timing was the same day, I believe. So I think it was a subtweet around it. But he said, "Back in the day, we wrote code on our own computers." So I, I'd assumed yeah, that he was that reflecting too. on Code Spaces <laughs> in the announcement, but I didn't, I uh, wasn't sure of that.
2: I saw that too. I mean, you used to like you run your server under, you know, in a, in a gray tower, a beige tower mm-hmm. underneath your desk too, right? Like then, yeah. that. those days are gone. Mm-hmm. And it kind of feels like. Uh, this is the outset of um, you know kind of this next wave of like we're now moving development environments out and in, out into the cloud. Yeah. Like there's it just feels to me like two years from now we're going to see you know some incredible adoption
3: in in this space. Mm-hmm. You mentioned a bunch of no's and the adoption flow. At what point did was Nat a believer in code spaces?
2: You know Nat holds a very high bar, right? So like I, I remember as we were trying to get GitHub GitHub running. Uh, inside of uh, inside of Code Spaces, I'd go back to Nat and We'd show him like, "Hey, it's now instead of 45 minutes, it's 20 minutes. We've made these changes." Yeah. And he was like, "That's super cool. Not good enough, right?" <laughs> and like w- like we totally agreed. We're like, "Yep, it's not good enough." But like, just wanted to show you progress, get that feedback, and then we'd come back again and say like, "We're down to 10 minutes. That's great. It's not good enough." And everyone's like, "Yeah, you're right. It's not good enough. It's got to be seconds, right? For it to uh, to be the experience we want." And so like that was kind of the the the. Iterative experience. I think Nat has been a believer in this, like where this thing could go uh, from kind of the outset, I think, of of the journey. It's just been, you know, a bit of a slog as we were from uh, the very early days of like, look, we have all this like tech orchestrated that can produce this effect of a code space, right? The, the maybe early prototype down to like now the the 10 second story inside of GitHub, right? That didn't happen mm-hmm. kind of overnight. But the good news is like most of that and almost all of that now has made it into the product itself, right? So like the changes that we've discovered along the way didn't just benefit GitHub GitHub and the, the GitHub.com repository. Uh, it benefited the entire the entire product. So I think Nat's a super fan now. I've got some screenshots from Nat that uh, you know uh, I look at from time to time uh, that keep me pretty enthused about the progress we've made.
0: So I think there are important lessons here for developer tools founders, especially when considering their success in getting people to get buy-in into switching over something that's so intensely personal. And I like the idea of, for example, the GitHub Computer Club, where essentially you, you sign a pledge to adopt a tool and getting that buy-in and then increasingly getting that rolled out across the company, I think is a fantastic story. There's also an interesting subplot here with how Microsoft with this acquisition of GitHub is trying to roll out Azure. Whenever you use code spaces, you are basically using Azure and buying Azure, but you don't really know it. And also a parallel effort from another team in GitHub, which recently rolled out github.dev which is actually not code spaces, but it's very similar. It's also VS Code in the browser. It's just VS Code file navigation in the browser, similarly to GitHub1S.com. So a lot of movements in the space. And of course, there's third parties. There's code sandbox, there's coder.com, and there's a lot of other third party clouds. But at the end of the day, your source is your source of truth, and GitHub is the home of all source code. So it's an interesting space. I don't know what I feel about it apart from I think that GitHub Codespaces is more successful than I would have ever given it credit for at the outset.